Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Who's Who podcast. Now today, um, I'm going to be rounding up the news and merch for the... And then we'll be getting into our view story, which is Spearhead from Space. So, today, um, let's start off with the news, shall we? Um, so, the news has broke that... Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall will be leaving in 2022 with a, with a trio of specials, the finals all rounding up to the to autumn 2022 special uh, for the Sun as part of BBC's centenary uh, celebration. Um, how do I feel about this? I'm always sad, you know, because it's always sad when a doctor goes. But I think Geordie had a lot of potential. However, the writing didn't really live, let her live up to that potential. So I think Geordie should have stayed for, for at least one more season. And Chris should have left. But that's just my opinion. Uh, it is sad. And I will be sad to see her go. Uh, but we've still got a new season to look forward to. And that is very exciting. Now... On to some other news. Speaking of the new season, obviously last week we had a Comic Con panel, uh, a live, like an uh, online Comic Con panel uh, with Jodie, Mandip, and Chris, and surprisingly, Jacob Anderson, who will be playing Vinda in the new series. Um, I thought that it did feel a bit awkward. The Comic Con panel sometimes because oh, Chris is very keeping a very, very tight ship and they kept looking over at Chris and it didn't really feel like something wasn't quite right. Uh, it felt like even Mandip was a bit cautious and said, An old, she was like an old monster and she was looking over at Chris and yeah. You just see Chris didn't want anyone to spoil anything. So, um, that's a bit annoying, but, hey, we, st- we got the trailer, which didn't reveal much, as you should have guessed, but I, just, I did quite enjoy the trailer. It, it got me really excited for Series 13, I'm just going to say that. And I'm really excited for, for Doctor Who to return. It, it is confirmed, it is later this year, so probably around October, September time. Which will lead up to November, and we'll probably get a New Year special, and then maybe a Spring special, and then the Autumn, point, and maybe a Summer special, and then the Autumn special, which is where Jodie will regenerate. So, who knows, eh? Who knows? Um. Yeah. So, I'm very excited for Series Thirteen. Now. I was going to do this next week, but because we're only three minutes in, I decided I'll just talk about how I became a Doctor Who fan. So, when I was three, in 2010, I I remember uh, seeing, I think it was the end of time, and the Doctor was in the TARDIS, and he regenerates, and I just saw his mind going, bursting up into flames, and that intrigued me, Uh, but obviously, then this new man, emerged uh, and I was very very intrigued by that 
um, so, but I've got, like, I didn't watch all series 5, I've got vague recollections of some episodes, because I was very young at the time, um, I remember watching Victory of the Daleks, 11th Hour, uh, Amy's Choice, and I think it was a Pandora two-parter. I remember watching series six. That was really when I started properly watching Doctor Who, uh, because I remember watching Impossible Astronaut and just getting gripped and watching every episode up till then. Um, that's how I become the Doctor Who fan I am today. Um, yeah, so I I wasn't too keen. On Matt Smith leaving, and um, I met, unfortunately, I did miss the first five episodes of Peter Capaldi's era. But I did start watching uh, The Caretaker, and I loved him in that. And I went back and watched the other episode, loved it. Um, so I saw sort of a mini break, not that much of a break, but sort of a mini one, while I sort of come to terms with Matt Smith leaving. Obviously, I never properly experienced a regeneration before, uh, especially my favourite doctor at the time. Uh, so I was quite sad, and I didn't. Unfortunately, I led me not onto watching Sir Peter Capaldi's. You know, however, I did go back and watch them, and I love Peter Capaldi's doctor. So, um, uh, in 2017, I got my first ever classic Doctor Who uh, episode, which was Genesis of the Daleks, yes. Oh, wait, no, no, I tell a lie. In 2015, even, I got my first classic Doctor Who DVD, which was The Five Doctors. Because um, uh, I got that around the time of Lego Dimensions. And I remember watching it watching um, the five doctors loving it and then playing Lego Dimensions with it. That's just my memory of it and I really love it. I, I do really like the five doctors. Um, but then in 2017 I got uh, Genesis of the Daleks which oh, I do like um, uh, and I was used to the 25 minute uh, little 25 minute per episode, which I don't know how because unless I watch this special edition of The Five Doctors where it has a four parter, I think I just watch the whole one. One that GNT did later, um, the 25th anniversary one. Um, I think that, um, I think that's what we did. I think that's the one I watched, Stephen. Um, so I was actually quite used to uh, the twenty-five minute uh, sort of setup, which I was quite surprised at. And um, yeah, and I really do like the classic series. And my favorite Doctor ever now is John Pertwee because I just love his Doctor, like. Because um, I just think he's so good, and he's got me through hard times whenever I'm feeling down or annoyed about something. I just whack on the, the John Pertwee Doctor Who, 
and immediately that cheers me up like that. So, yeah, he's got a very special place in my heart. So, yeah, I've been a Doctor Who fan for quite a while. So, and I do keep, I do know most of the Doctor Who stuff. It's still up in my head. Um, so yeah, um, that's how I became a Doctor Who fan. So, with all that, with all that ram done. Let's get on to our review story. This week, I am going to be reviewing Spearhead from Space. Um, so, let's just quickly uh, do a little sum up of Spearhead. Um, so, uh, the Doctor has landed in 20th century uh, London. But along with him come meteorites uh, and the unit had been called um, about this and the doctor, so Brigadier and um, Liz Shaw, the, new, the newly recruited Liz Shaw go to see what's up. completely changed his face uh, the brigadier doesn't think it's a doctor at first but then the doctor but over oh, the plastics factory even uh, a ransom he yeah, ransom has lost his job because they've uh, took away everything they've you know they've got rid of every worker in the place um huh. Yeah, so they replaced them. Sorry, there's just someone coming in. Um and they replaced them with other workers. They know other people know that in the plastics factory are autons uh, or the nesting consciousness, which to make anything living a plastic, make anything plastic alive. Um, so the doctor, Liz, and the brigadier have to stop chanting before the nesting take over the world. So quite a simple-ish story and what do I think of it I really 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 love this episode this story I think it's such a fun watch um, four parts spread nicely or spread nicely over four parts you really get even in the first episode connect with Liz Shaw and the Doctor is just amazing that scene where at the end of part one when he escapes by a wheelchair I know John Pertwee said he didn't like Spearhead from Space I remember him saying because it was a bit too comedic but I think it, it gets the right balance of comedy and drama and tension 
and I, I just love it so much. Um, I think Robert Holmes did a very, very good script. I think this might have been his first script for Doctor Who. Don't quote me on that, but I think so. Um, and uh, yeah, um, there are certain elements that maybe could have been pieced together a wee bit better, but I can't really see how they could have. Uh, I just think this is just a good story. Uh, and one that's very, very entertaining to watch. Um, you know, uh, the cliffhangers uh, in the episode are... Um, cliffhangers are, have, are really good. The first cliffhanger where the Doctor gets shot by a unit shows after he a soldier after he escapes it's so good and that just made me really want more uh, of the story the second cliffhanger was uh god what was the second cliffhanger it wasn't the general school but you oh is when Ransom decides to go into the plastics factory and, um, you know, uh, decides to go into a plastics factory and check out um, what was happening, what used to be his office, because Channing and Hibbert had decided to you know, overload the whole place. And little does do they know Hibbert's been man-controlled by Channing? Uh, so Channing is really the mastermind behind this. In uh, the fourth, in uh, the third cliffhanger even, is when the General Scooby duplicate comes in to, through the door, which you know, I really like. I know a lot of people may not, but I do. Uh, anyway, on to the story. I think... No, when uh, you do sort of feel bad for the brigadier, when he gets a call and he gets really, really excited because he thinks it's the doctor. Uh, but then, obviously, it is the doctor, but he's changed his face, so the brigadier doesn't recognise him, and that downtroddenness that you really feel from the brigadier is heartbreaking. And, um, you know. I really do feel bad for the Brigadier. Um, no, and I think, and um, so let's get through with some characters. Uh, John Pertwee as the Doctor is oh, so good. He he nails the comedy. That shower scene. When he's in the shower hiding from the doctor, and uh, is he like the chief doctor or something? I can't remember. But um, I thought that was really funny. You know, very creative. You know, again, no, John didn't like uh, doing that. And um, actually, 
It was a coincidence that Johnny Wood became the doctor because he asked his agent. Uh, apparently, there was a silence on the phone. And he asked his agent. Uh, but then he thought, well, they'll give it a go. And when his John Perkins agent called up, apparently, there was a silence on the phone. It turned out that it was for the other reason. I think. Agent, the reason why the agent was silent was because he couldn't believe that he was asking uh, to be in Doctor Who. But the reason why like, the producers of Doctor Who wish the silence was because it was stunned that the man who was second on their list to be the Doctor phoned up and said they, they, he wanted to be part of Doctor Who. And I think the first one was uh, Ron Moody. Uh, but I think schedule-wise he couldn't do it. So thankfully John got the part. And I really, really love John Pope's doctor. And I know he's given a bit of misdirection. He said, how do you want me to play it? He said, play it as John Pope. He said, well, who the hell is that? Because he never played him before. He'd always played other characters. Uh, so, yeah, Carol and John. Uh, but I think John is amazing as the Doctor, and I think just gets better as the series progresses. And Caroline John, again, a bit of a lucky sort of. Uh, will it become a beca- to become a be- companion? Um, she was, I think, in the beginning, and she posed, and uh, people at the BBC thought she'd be good for a companion. Uh, but it, I like this because they made her the smart companion, sort of equal to the Doctor, which I know Barry Letts and Tanstics weren't a big fan of, but it was. You know, Derek Sherwin was producer at the time and um, yeah he made the decision to make Liz a smart companion I think up to that decision every can be you know or like screen not every companion is like that not every female companion is like that all the questions and you know, so the audience know what was happening which I sort of understand but I really like Liz and I think she probably should have gone on at least do one more season uh, but um, that's just my opinion uh, And then uh, Nicholas Courtney as the Brigadier. Oh, he's just so good. Um, you know, you really feel a sense of hope from the Brigadier that the Doctor could just return again. Um, you know, become. Sorry, it's safe to And you really feel that hope almost from. 
Nicholas's performance on the Brigadier, so I think that's very, very nice and sweet. Um, so let's talk about John Woodnot. John Woodnot is heaven. Um, John Woodnot's appearing a few Doctor Who stories now. He was Edward the Draconian Emperor in Frontier in Space. Uh, he was on Terminal Zygons playing the villain. Brutal, very brutal Zygon. Um, and the human version of Brutal Zygon. Um, I thought it was very good in this. Um, so, playing the possessed very well. Not possessed, mind controlled very well. Oh, so, Snapping in and out of being himself. But the channel just snaps someone to hypnotization again. And I think that's very, very cool. And quite devious if you think of it from the channel, but yeah, that's what you're going to do. Um so now this is quickly sensual. So if you hear quite a bit of silence for a minute or so, just uh, as I'm waiting, just try to find out who played channel. Let's have a look. Hugh Burden, Burden, as Channing is very good at playing evil. You really felt the threat from him, and I thought he was very, very good in the role of Channing. Um, especially at the end, when he's like, "No one will destroy the nest." He really. For the evilness, killing Hibbert. Um, 
you really feel a threat from throughout the whole of the story. Um, let's talk about Derek Smee as Ransom. He gave a good performance being scared. Um, but his acting skills weren't amazing, but I can forgive that. He did, he did play being scared very well. Hamilton Dice is General Scooby. Um, yeah, from what he was in it, I thought he had a good performance. Um, there wasn't much of him, but I thought he gave a good performance. John Preston is Captain Manuel. He gets quite a bit to do in this one. And uh, I think he's maybe good. I don't want to Captain Manuel. Um, sort of very street talking. Not bad to the brigadier. And very, very good. was alright. So, um, so I'm doing my Facebook So, um, overall I'm give this a 9.5. Sending your views for Dark Water and Death in Heaven. There you go. The season eight finale. I remember it being. I'm actually. No, I'm not gonna say too much, but I remember quite enjoying this two-parter. But maybe memory will deceive me. So uh, I put something on my Twitter, which I'll be at Doctor Who Geek and Food Stew. Page, please go like and comment on what you think of the story. Uh, and I'll put something on my Facebook on my Facebook page as well, which is uh, Andrew Stewart. Just Andrew Stewart. Uh, so please go and uh, 
see that come on like comment see what you think of the story and i'll see you next week bye